The best show on TV airs every Sunday, Barry. <laughs> That's right, we're a Riverdale recap podcast here to talk about chapter 106, Angels in America, written by Evan Kyle and directed by Claudia Yarmy. There will not be seven vaginas in this, let me tell you. I mean, I haven't checked, but I think there's at least seven women in it. I, I mean, not, there's no... Angel with seven vaginas. Again, I haven't checked, but there is an angel. <laughs> okay, they might have seven vaginas. They just can't show us. Yeah. It's not what I thought you, they could have done with it. You just really wanted Pryor Walter and Belize and, and all your best friends. There's a lot of things I wanted from this episode. <laughs> yeah. Like? Like, actually, Angels in America. <laughs> you just wanted to watch Angels in America. Yes, okay. yes. I did. I wanted it to somehow actually... But instead, what we have is Jughead narrating the importance of special places. How every town has, you know, a home away from home. And of course, for Riverdale, that is Pop's Chocolate Shop. I was half waiting for them to just go to a town hall meeting at Pop's. Because <laughs> they can't use the El Royale that's anymore. that's when everyone comes together in this town is for a town hall meeting and they can't use the El Royale. So I was like, okay, Pop's is it is now. Let's have a town hall meeting. But no, no, we do not get a town hall meeting. I am wrong. And Jughead continues talking about how, uh, you know, it, it is everything isn't sunshine and rainbows at Pops. No. Wars uh, uh, at Pops have shaped the town's future. Yes. Battleground, the heart and soul, many of the things we have said about Pops. It remains the one place where people are allowed to be happy. Yes. And also the site of several riots. <laughs> and shootings. More every day, it seems. Pops. Tabitha and Jughead are watching the TV, and they are watching uh, Riverdale Today. This is a, a morning talk show that Alice has at the TV station. She went from a news broadcaster to uh, an opinion newscaster. Yeah. And now she's just hosting the morning show. Alice has her own station that's like Fox <laughs> News, I was but it's say, just her is there all a, the time. Is there a second person who works on camera at this no, news station? No, it's just Alice. If Alice is not on They just stop live, broadcasting. They just either don't broadcast or they show like old clips of her. <laughs> or maybe they follow her around like a reality TV show. Mm -hmm. I don't, but it's just Alice. God, she'd love it so much too. <laughs> So, so on uh, today's Riverdale Today, uh, she is joined by Percival, mm -hmm. who is announcing his new and exciting plan, He's... which is a privately owned railroad. So, a railroad in America. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's how they are. That's how they work. But he's not uh, laying down tracks to, you know, rent out for Amtrak service. No, he's also going to own the passenger line, which is not really the case anywhere in America. Also, not where the big bucks are. You would want it as, like, a freight line. Yes. 
But of course, the idea is to bring in all of the people that are going to be coming to Riverdale as it reinvents itself as a new tourist destination uh, in, in the midst of this big renewal and, and everything. So Alice asks, okay, where do you think the station's going to go? And Percival Pickens says the most buckwild thing I've ever heard. Pops! Pops. Not next to Pops, but where Pops is. You know, in the middle of the fucking woods? Like, famously. Famously, Pop's Chocolate Shop is a freestanding, like, yeah. a, a set, like, on some crossroads outside of, of, like, Vancouver, that for the first year or two, truckers thought was a real-ass roadside diner. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in walking distance to anything. We're not going to have the, you know, station open up Next to the casino or <laughs> other things in town? Yeah, yeah. The, the Wherever we used to do exteriors that looked like a small town, you know, city center by, by like the old town hall that doesn't exist anymore. No, no, no. Just by Pops. I guess maybe that bus stop that was like down yes. the road, we're replacing that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He goes on about how, you know, this this is the best thing and it'll just be so great. And so Tabitha is like, oh, what the fuck? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so she goes to see him. She starts a whirlwind tour of speaking to every named character, uh, practically. Yes. So first she goes to him and she's like, I'm not going to sell to you. And he's all like, mm. These are not the droids you're looking for. And his voice gets all echoey. And she's like, no, I am not going to sell to you. Good day, sir. And he's like, huh, that didn't go as planned. And so, so then she goes to Archie. And she's like, Archie, you gotta help me. And he's like, I can't go up against Percival again. He pummeled my ass. <laughs> I can't do that right now. Not, not till I, like... I would love it if he said it in that exact cadence. He pummeled my ass. <laughs> It's more of a, he pummeled my ass. <laughs> no. He pummeled my ass. <laughs> and he's all like, you know, Tabitha, like, he knows my weakness. I can't do anything until I figure out how to not have this weakness with him. And so she's then, just like, okay. So she crosses the room to talk to Betty next. <laughs> and Betty's like, you gotta stay away from him. You can't be in a room alone with him. He has a way about him. She tries her hardest to talk about mind control without saying mind control. Yes. And so then she goes to Tony and she's like, Tony, if she's coming for Pops, he's coming for the white worm. She's like, well, actually, he says the white worm can remain open because, like, we're underground and he's going to build on top of us and we won't even what? have to close, like, one day. What kind of magic construction techniques are you talking about? He's building a rail platform. Like. She says she doesn't believe him. Yeah, no shit, Tony. <laughs> like, he's building a regular train, and you are just the basement of a diner. You are not, like, lower level in a city or something where a train's going above it. You, This is like putting a train through your living room. Unless his uh, uh, head contractor is a genie from a magic lamp. You should not believe this promise. And also, like, shouldn't you be more worried about Pops than, like, oh, we'll be fine. It'll be okay. 
I mean, she's not. I She's not as anti-Percival uh, uh, as she ought to be, just from her own personal like history with the man. But she's clearly skeptical. Of course, Tabitha doesn't need skeptical. She needs fucking help. And so then she goes to Veronica, and Veronica's a fucking... <laughs> asswipe who's like well your little shop here is doing really well why don't you just close up and open somewhere else where it's safer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Fuck again you, veronica maybe closer to the middle of the town where there's actual foot traffic <laughs> but veronica does not value history e- including her own history she hung out there all the time and so then she goes to cheryl and cheryl's like yes i will help you take down his ass but I have to develop my skills first. There's just something about the way you say ass. What? I can't describe it. What's wrong with how I say ass? It's gonna take down his ass. Do I say it weird? Is it my inflection? There's something about the inflection. Well, Cheryl can't do that right now, though, because she needs to um, work on herself, mm-hmm, and she's mm-hmm. really close to that. And the whole while, Tabitha is there shivering and breathing out cold plumes of breath because I apparently- Cheryl does ice now. Does she do ice now, or does she just have her place so cold so she doesn't, like, melt? Could or, be, like, set herself be. on fire she, while she's trying to, like, She's gain. cranked up the AC so high, and, and she, of course, is, like- Basically wearing a slip and fanning herself while, yeah, it, yeah it's I'm fucking going, arctic I'm in there. I'm going with that, is that she's keeping the place arctic because she still can't control her own temperature. Essentially, though, the, the point is, everyone is too magic to help. Yes. Uh, so meanwhile, Kevin goes to Percival to be like, Hey, Tabitha's doing that thing that you said she'd do. And he's like, ah, yes. Okay. <laughs> this scene... Holds a promise that I know will not be carried out. Because just the idea of uh, uh, Kevin being this season's Reggie, right? Yeah. So so much fun, so much potential. But it won't happen because that would mean Kevin getting screen time. Yeah. It's against the law. You're, you're not allowed to do it. You're not allowed to do it. Uh, so Tabitha goes to Jughead and she's like, you know, what the fuck? It's like he's got me painted in a corner. Like, at this point, like... It's almost like maybe I should if it's better for the town because, like, no one cares. No one's helping me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, let's... Did you notice Jughead's sweater? His grandpa sweater? He's a writer. He wears grandpa sweaters. It is the most grandpa cardigan I've ever seen. We're going to see some grandpas soon. But Jughead is all like, no, no, no. You have support. I support you. But what he doesn't realize is her her last question about what am oh, I yes. supposed to do without support was internal. That was just a thought uh, uh, that he heard as words because he's a mind reader and he was getting up and turning a- away to go back to the kitchen at the time. So he didn't know there were not accompanying lip flaps. And she's like, what the fuck? How did you how did you answer something I only thought? So he sits her down and tells her all about the superpowers in the space of a cut, not a commercial break, not the the title screen coming up, just a, a cut. And now we we've got to the end, and she's like, "Oh, so everybody has such blah 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 superpowers?" And he says, "Yes." She's like, "You know, that kind of makes sense. Everyone's been really fucking weird lately." <laughs> so they also talk where you know Jughead's like, "Huh?" And so Percival like didn't like manipulate you. 
Like, that's interesting. That's mm-hmm, weird. Mm-hmm. At this point, did you think that she accidentally found her emotional tether and it is Pops? I wasn't really thinking about an emotional tether at that point. Because I did, and it's in my notes right here in the scene where she's talking to... T- <laughs> Ah, yeah, you wrote it in. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just, in the scene where she was with Percival, Mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, Tabitha's got powers or something. Mm -hmm. I was thinking more power related than like a tether. Like she's just cool like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Jughead doesn't have only, you know, the the support of a caring partner. And the info. And the info on everyone's superpowers. He also has a plan. And his plan is that they should try to make Pops get a historic landmark status. Yes. And from the state, which means then, like, the town council couldn't, you know, do anything. As if Percival Pickens doesn't have friends in Albany. But you know what? We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Oh, I'm like, also, that takes, like, a really long time. (laughs) That's, like, a really long process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He might build his train before that. But I guess battles. Um, so they they go to Pops mm-hmm. and Pops like, hey, here's this box of old stuff. If anything's historically significant about this place, it would be in this box. And I'm like, Pop, how many historically significant things have you <laughs> spoken about in the past to these two? Why why don't you stick around and be like, okay, if we're going to talk about some historical things, <laughs> let's talk about some historical things that have happened in my time here. Well, in the bottom of the box is his diary. Jack could go, like, read some of his articles. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, did it, wasn't this a thing? Am I, like, completely making up a plot at some point where they, like, were talking about the historical significance of Pops? For one, there's the assassination of a proud miner that pushed his son uh, into becoming the world's most feared crime lord. There you go. There you go. Uh, But what they find in the box are are a number of interesting things. You know, there's all sorts of news clippings. Uh, There's a photograph of Pops being used as a polio vaccination site. Mm. And uh, Tabitha is is really impressed to find a a copy of the Green Book uh, on DVD in stores now. The wrong, wrong green book. Okay. Yes, the actual book of restaurants that were considered safe. Yeah, that, that and was welcoming. like that was distributed to uh, uh, black motorists across America, uh, uh, where you know you you could go have lunch, not have to worry so much. Yeah. Places that had been vetted by by black locals. Yes, they're they're pulling the late. A late night, looking through the box, Jughead's looking through it, and Tabitha comes out of the kitchen like, Hey, so we need some food. How about tomato soup and grilled cheese? And as she's saying this, and, you know, talking with Jughead, and Jughead's all like, you know, there's so much material here. We're definitely going to get historical status. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A gunman comes in and shoots her. Yeah, that's one way to get rid of, of, you know, your your enemies in town. You can just have them murdered. You can just have them murdered. It's amazing that more people actually just don't do that in this town. Because <laughs> By this point, by this season, yeah. I mean, I guess everybody's a season regular now. They have, like, contract protection against that. True. You think Casey Cott's trying to stop being a regular just so he can, like... Like, if you're not going to use me, let me do something else. Can I at least die an exciting death? Like Midge. Anyway, if you live in Vancouver long enough, you will become a gunman on Riverdale. It is a fact. So she gets 
shot, yes. and then we get the title card. Mm-hmm. And when we come back, she wakes up, but she is in Pops, but not the Pops as we know it. She is in Pops, December 24th, 1944. She has a brand new period-appropriate haircut and a name tag that says Teresa. And uh, she gets handed a brand new copy of The Green Book. They just got in. It's the first uh, edition with Pops listed. Yes. But then she sees Jughead in a booth and Mm -hmm, she mm -hmm. rushes over and she's like, what the hell's going on? And we get a lot of exposition. So that's just what we're going to give right to you in turn. So yes, it's 1944. Mm -hmm. That is Titus Tate, her grandfather. Great grandfather. Great grandfather. It is not Jughead. It is her angel, her guardian angel. And she's like, well, where the fuck have you been? Like, here, I've been around. You just don't like see me. And then it dawns on her. She has a sideways flash to Rivervale and is like, your name wouldn't be Raphael, would it? And he's like, no, it's Donatello. It's Michelangelo. It's Raphael. They it's don't. Raphael. They don't do that. It's I'm, him. I'm just being silly. It's him, and he has to look like Jughead because if you saw, you know, his true self, you would go crazy and insane. Why couldn't he look like the guy that Raphael. played him in Rivervale? Because that actor wasn't available, I guess. I mean, it it is a way for them to bring a number because Raphael's going to change faces soon. Uh, a number of regular actors to have something to do this week. I mm-hmm. get that. But, like, wouldn't it also have been nice for the story that we're that will unfold to have another black patron in, in a, a Pop's Chocolate Shop? Yeah. So I think it makes sense to have it start with Jughead mm-hmm, for the mm-hmm. fact that she, like, recognizes him. And the he, most trustworthy face possible. Yeah, and he goes on to say, like, I picked someone I knew you would trust. Yeah. But I think, uh, spoilers, as you said, we're going to see Raphael a few times here as different car- people. Why, after this one, can he not just become what he looked like in Rivervale? Like, mm-hmm, I think it mm-hmm. makes sen- sense, like, having him start as Jughead, but then, like... Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't need that anymore. You trust me. You know who I am. Because then there would be a bunch of people who... They can have a break. The fans tune in to see who would just have 30-second scenes at the top and then be done. A serious, like, we can just move away. But uh, he he explains the real Jughead is with her in the hospital. You know, she was shot. He raced her to the hospital. She's on life support. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, here's what you should do. You should read this book. And it is a book on time travel. Let's read a whole book. <laughs> it is called The Enigma of Time Travel. I really wish it was called The Philosophy of Time Travel because then we could have a Donnie Darko reference. But no. He just saw Donnie Darko last week. <laughs> <the first time. laughs> but come on, that's exactly the sort of thing the show would do. Yeah, totally is. Aren't you kind of a little surprised they didn't? Yes, I'm kind of upset about <laughs> all of it. Um, but... Just think if this was a week ago, you would not have been able to make that <laughs> reference because you've never seen that movie until then. So, so Tabitha goes off and reads this book because, like, part of the whole angel shtick, at least this time, because, you know, in River Rivervale's Raphael, very proactive, very helpful. Yes. Riverdale's Raphael, quite tight-lipped, you know. You, you little, figure it out. Little hints and a lot of, mm, that sounds reasonable, wink, but no clear, like, uh, uh, confirmation of anything. Because Raphael, they seem to not actually know the answers to a lot of these questions. Yes. So she reads the book, she comes back, and she's like, so, chronokinetic, 
Yes. He's like, yeah, it means you're a time traveler. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She's like, why the fuck could she just say that? And and like everyone else who got their powers from the explosion, yes. except for Cheryl, who got them from a lifetime of pagan worship. And trauma. And, well, yeah. When has she not been traumatized? <laughs> well, that's exactly it. It just it just took a lot of trauma for her. She's she's a tough one. <laughs> tough bird to crack. Don't, All the trauma. Don't crack your birds, please. Please take uh, care of your birds. So yeah, so their their abilities were unlocked by the explosion. She realizes that she thinks getting shot unlocked her ability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she's like, but why 1944? Like, why am I here? But also she has to seek her, her totem. Oh yes. Her her object that ties her to her timeline and, and uh, uh by you know, focusing on that and, and by holding it dear, she'll be able to, to travel safely along history's pathways. Yes. A very helpful book. Very useful information. But yeah, has no idea why she's in 1944. Um, Angel's like, mm, maybe it's mission. You, you probably got some sort of mission. Some, some, something you got to do here. Uh, and then they're interrupted by uh, Titus Tate, who's like, hey, you come in to the meeting about Riverdale uh, if they should become a sundown town or not? Oh, maybe that's the mission. Maybe, maybe that's the mission. What was sundown town status really something they held open public debate on? Is it really open like, public debate when only nine people are in the fucking room? Okay, you can't have it both ways. You can't complain about town halls being too populated and then too uh, unpopulated. I don't complain about them being too populated. You complain about the, you're like the whole town's there. I'm like thirty people are there. That's not the whole fucking town. Well, in 1944, nine people is the whole town. Everyone else is off at the war. Sure. <laughs> the war is a real thing happening. They're about to mention it. I know. There's been many a wars though. If they say a specific date, December 24th, 1944, we know I, which war. I don't mean anything about that war. I do have to go back to the fact, though, that Archie was in a fucking war that was the war. Like, what? <laughs> Fuck that. Like, what? So we are in, uh, uh, I think this is the school, right? Like, they're they're reusing one of the schoolroom sets? Yeah, it looks like it. And Mayor Keller. Oh, oh. Real quick. And she also, with that whole interaction, she finds out that, like, no one else can see Raphael. Yes. Just her. Yes. No no yep. one else sees this grandpa sweatered boy. Very, very cute little boy. <laughs> <laughs> it was grandpa sweater. Uh, yeah. So this, this, this meaning, Keller is the mayor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As I said, there are nine people there, including uh, Tabitha and Grandpappy. Mm-hmm. Grand-grandpappy, I guess. Titus. Perkins is the sheriff. Yes. And he's the one there that's like pushing, of course, for Riverdale to become a sundown town. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, Principal Alice Cooper has to be like, Percival, can you tell us more about what the rules of a sundown town would be for all the people watching who don't know anything about this history? Uh, yeah, yeah. With yeah. less words, obviously. Sheriff Pickett, or whatever, because his name isn't Pickens, but it's something very close to it in, yeah. in this timeline. Perkins? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was Perkins. Perkins. Sh- Sheriff Perkins, uh, as a, a television show primarily viewed by teenagers, can you just make sure we're all clear on the stakes here? And he says, yes, yes, it's institutional racism very, very explicitly, and I think that's good. And everybody goes, hmm, I'm not so sure. I could be swayed either way on this. Like, I mean, 
I get why I get why they needed to explain it, but it was a little bit like bisexual people can also be <laughs> like it was a little like that. Like it was like it's oh, okay. We're like, trying. We're trying. We're well, tr- trying to educate the childrens. While I still feel like the the bisexual scene felt very much like please don't cancel us. In, in this one, it does feel just so remedial. Like, in case... All right, kids, settle down. You may not have heard of racism before. Gonna, Let me just walk you through it. I'm just gonna tell you about it real quick. Tabitha stands up. She's got her mind made up, and she's like, Hey, this is bullshit, and you, sh- you can't do this. What the fuck is wrong with you all? Archie, which is actually Artie. Grandpa Artie. It's our first look at Grandpa Artie. It's Archie. Yes, yes, it's KJ Appa playing his his usual character's grandfather, who would have been having kids in his late 50s if he's around this age in 1944, talking about, you know, having come back from serving his tours in Europe to to not want to have a a town where people are stopped from coming and going as they please, as is their God-given right. Yes. And Tabitha's like, thank you, Archie. He's like, it's Artie. (laughs) Uh, so this means in the Breakfast Club, <laughs> when Fred Andrews is in high school and his father tragically dies, mm-hmm. that's like maybe an age you would expect a guy to die still doing like hard construction labor 40 hours plus a week at the age he would be by then. Yeah. 50 years later! 50 years! Yeah. This meeting ends with... uh. Mayor Keller being like, okay, um, I'll decide after the new year. They, they basically table it. It's not so much an open vote as it is just the mayor listening to opinions. Yes. But there is one bit of information that I think is fun. Uh, Grandpa Artie talks about his uh, a volunteer fire department because, you know, in meetings of civic importance, he's fire chief Artie. Oh, yes. Yes. And the Riverdale Fire Department has five black people on it, and he doesn't want to, like, lose half of his firefighting force after dark? What the fuck? Which means that in 1944, Riverdale had more black people just on the fire department than there are in the cast in 2022. Yeah. 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 Yep. So back at Pops... Tabitha's like, okay, something's messed up here. Like, Riverdale was never a sundown town. Mm -hmm, This was mm -hmm. never a thing here. It's like someone is trying to rewrite time. Hmm. Hmm. And then she's like, you know that Sheriff Pickens? He's got got a counterpart in my timeline who's also an asshole. (laughs) But then they're interrupted by uh, banging on the door. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. uh, it is a couple, Fags, Tony, and a baby. Yes, but this one's a girl baby, so it's different. Yeah. They're running from the law because they were caught driving through Greendale, which already... No, Centerville. They were caught driving through Centerville, which is a sundown town. Greenville is too. Yes, yes. Uh, basically, a bunch of the towns surrounding them are. Um, and so they remember reading about Pops in the Green Book, so they walked through the woods, avoiding the road to get to Pops mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. like take shelter for the night. Of course they open their doors, and of course the sheriff and his deputy, who's Kevin, who looks more like a milkman than, than any sort of law enforcement officer. Yes. <laughs> they they pull up, and Tabitha goes out there, and she's like, no, you're not fucking coming in. We have a family here. They're not criminals. 
And they're like, oh, well, they are criminals, though, because they were, like, running from Centerville because they were trespassing, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, I'm not letting you fucking in with a warrant. And they're like, well, we're going to come in. And then Titus Tate comes out with a fucking shotgun and is like, no, you're fucking not. This whole standoff, especially regarding the warrant, really hinges on Warren Court era restrictions on police actions. So things that wouldn't be how the law works until like the late 60s. Yeah. In 1944. Yeah. Which is, again, why I say this is very remedial, very baby's first racism, because it's not how it would have fucking looked. No. God, no. No. Honestly, Titus is actually doing way more to, to make this work than Tabitha is because a shotgun's a shotgun no matter what year it is. And so uh, Percival's like, okay, well, we're going to radio over to Centerville and they're going to get a warrant for arrest. And we're just going to like hang out here all night to make sure none of you leave. Before it's irrelevant, can we just mention the mustache of, <laughs> of historical fangs here? So Fangs is Flynn. Yes. yes. Uh, baby Anthony is Annie. Mm-hmm. And they just dropped a few letters. What is, I don't know what Tony's name is in this. It did start with a T. Yeah. Also. Tracy? No, it's, Tracy's later. There's a lot of people getting brand new T names because Tabitha gets I don't a remember, lot. I don't remember her name is in this one. But yeah, he's got, he's got, well, he's got like the, um, the Annie, like Annie the musical with, uh, I was going to say he's got the Little Richard mustache, or the John Waters mustache, the just, like, thin pencil line right al along the bottom of the lip. Yeah. The, the bottom I'm, of the top well, lip. Well, I'm thinking of Tim Curry in Annie <laughs> with that mustache. <laughs> it's there. Like, this is connected, I promise. I'm pretty sure Little Richard is a little more famous for that mustache than Tim Curry. Tim Curry's the only reason to watch that, like, Annie. <laughs> if Carol Burnett's in it, it's a good Annie. Isn't that the one with Tim Curry? Yes. Yes. That's what I'm saying. This is... Okay, so it's kind of, this This whole thing's kind of weird because they have this Oh, yeah? Little... Yeah? <laughs> they have... What about this is strange, dear? So they have this whole conversation about how baby Annie is asthmatic and they, yes. like, left her medicine in the car mm -hmm. and, like... So that's why they can't make a break and run for it. But they also really can't, like, stay there because she's still asthmatic without medication. But this is a whole important point. Like, they can't make a run for it. She's not going to be running. She's a swaddled infant. <laughs> I don't know why we needed to know this then. Um, but they're like, oh man, we need a Christmas miracle because of all this. And so Tabitha looks over at her angel boyfriend and is like, yes, Christmas miracles. And he's like, but I can't get involved. And she's like, you're an angel and it's Christmas. This is like the one time you should be able to get involved. You know, you said your real form would make me go like insane and shit. Like, would that work on the sheriff too? Mm -hmm. So we, so we're learning. The lessons that we're learning here to bring back into the present is that you get rid of Percival Pickens by having Jughead flash him. <laughs> Let's try it. See what happens. And he's like, Okay, fine. I'll I'll go out there, show them my true self, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. burn their eyeballs till they bleed. So the make way make them lose their mind. So the way this is shown is like the camera stays inside pops, like set up on the the like countertop, perfectly still, while Jughead walks outside, says hi, and then there's just like this blinding golden light that that and uh, then screaming. comes up from outside. Yeah, and then just screams and wailing of madness. Yes, 
And then Tabitha is is taken um the family out of Pops after this all happens, like mm-hmm, the next mm-hmm. morning. And they see Kevin and Percival there on the ground, like twitching away with their eyes just like completely burned out of their sockets. And bleeding trails of black blood. Yes. Whatever Tony's name is, is like, what the fuck happened here? And they're like, oh, just don't worry about it. it. Just just, keep going. It's fine. We got to get your car and your baby's medicine. Let's go. So, So she takes them to Mayor Keller's. Yes. On the way. To be like... Hey, I want to introduce you to these people who are going to be arrested for being in a sundown town, and this is why we cannot become a sundown town. It's very, it's very much a moment of like, hey, policies have impacts. You got to look in the eyes of these people. It's not an abstract; it's a real thing. And also, Grandpa Artie is there as as just a stand up swell guy. Yes. (laughs) Um, and so then. Day later, a couple days later, whatever it is, the newspaper shows that the mayor said no to the sundown town. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, but this then, is when she decides to also tell grandpa, great grandpa, like, hey, I'm not Teresa. But she's interrupted because the door opens with a ding-a-lang-a-lang-a-lang and in comes a straight-jacketed Percival Pickens who, who's like made a break from the sanitarium, raises his gun, and shoots Tabitha in the face. While yelling, you won't beat me, so stop trying. Maybe we save the future by installing bulletproof glass. Maybe that's the mission. We just turn it into into a Harold's Chicken Shack situation. Oh, just a lock on the door, really. I mean, you can't put a lock on the door of a restaurant. Gotta buzz in. Remember that restaurant in Sandusky, Ohio that had a buzzer for us to get let in? They were going for a mob thing. It was like part hey, of the theme. Well, you know, there's a lot of mobsters that come through River That's there. That's true. They That's can make true. it part of their theme. It's yeah. fine. It would actually solve a lot of problems for this place. But I want your delicious bread. Bread was really fucking good. Tabitha rewakes and she is now in Pops, but she is in Pops uh, in 1968. And she is now Tina. Yes. Tina Tate. She has a different period appropriate haircut. With. A young pop. With a young pop. Her own grandfather, who's roughly her own age at this point. Or on the radio is Martin Luther King. The radio is broadcasting a speech that she recognizes almost instantly as the mountaintop speech, from which she knows the exact date this is, and that, of course, his assassination is the following day. Tabitha knows her history. She's like, I need to borrow some bus money. <laughs> she's going She's going to ride that bus to Memphis and, and tackle James Earl Ray? And so uh, the bus breaks down. She ends up back at Pops. And now Tony appears as Raphael Mm -hmm. and is all like, I know what you're trying to do, but like, it's not going to work. Betty said that by the 1950s, there's an FBI office in Riverdale. So I'm going to go there. And so she goes there. Uh, Tabitha, Tabitha, the FBI is who killed him. Tabitha, Tabitha. Yeah, I'm like, don't go to them. So she goes and she immediately sees uh, Percival and uh, Kevin with a caterpillar on his face. Oh my god, Kevin's mustache. Kevin's amazing, wonderful mustache. And so she immediately runs away because that mustache is just too much. (laughs) Actually, it's nothing to do with Percival. It's all about the mustache. 
So so she makes it back to Pops, and uh, uh, to- and Tony Raphael is just like... Tony Raphael. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sally, Jesse, Tony Raphael <laughs> is, is talking to Tabitha like, hey, all right. So there's a show called Doctor Who. <laughs> they, she literally says fixed points in time. Yeah. Like, come on. Come on. You can't just take the jargon like and that. And the universe is saying, no, those fixed points in time have to exist. So, like, you can't change this. Timey-wimey stuff. Okay? Okay. There's nothing Tabitha can do. To, to try to change this. It is out of her hands. But there's bound to be something around here that she can do. Or else she wouldn't be here. Yes. <laughs> that is the logic we're operating under. Yes. So she's like, well, is my mission to stop Percival again? And she's like, it might be. Or maybe it's to find your talisman. Don't know. Good luck. So in the meantime, she's just, you know, doing her job. She's serving up coffee, hanging out with her grandpappy. It turns out there are Black Panthers in Riverdale. Yes. Riverdale had a panther chapter? Or maybe they just came up from the city because they love the famous milkshakes? I don't know. Did they ally with the serpents? I mean, it kind of seems like that later on. Yeah, right? Yeah. Is Forsyth the first somewhere around here? Well, I did wonder. Okay. I did wonder. One of the serpents we see later. Mm -hmm. Is it Tony's grandpa? Oh, there there is a serpent who, uh, uh, I mean... I didn't check the, the cast list to, to look him up or anything, but if he's not, like, descended from indigenous Americans, he certainly would get cast that way a lot if he wanted, it's, you know? It, well, and it, it's, yeah. That could easily be Tony's grandpa. Yes. In the 60s. Yes. And I was, like, trying to, because I was thinking, like, we have all these different people, and I just, the one uh, serpent in particular, I'm like, I wonder, like, the age would be appropriate. That's a good catch. I think you're absolutely slightly right. slightly older Mm-hmm, than mm-hmm. Pops, you know, and this, the age level of where Pops and this person was, I was like, I think it might be. And he definitely seems like a more leader of the serpent people that were there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. I like the idea of Riverdale having their own, like, rainbow coalition. Yeah. But it's, you know, the serpents and the panthers because, you know, they didn't really have a big Puerto Rican gang in, in Riverdale the way, you know, we did in Chicago. Yeah. The next day um, at Pops, you know, the radio announces that Martin Luther King has been shot and Pops, everyone that's there is just stunned into silence and, and Pop himself like drops a tray and he, drops to the floor. He and collapses Tabitha, and, the, the, and the plates shatter. And Tabitha, you know, rushes to him to, to comfort him once he's kind of regrouped a bit. He's like, you know, should we, should we shut down out of respect? Like, and she's like, no, we need to stay open so people have a place to come. So we have, people have a place to gather and not be alone in this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they decide to stay open and they, people come, people gather. They, they want the onion rings real bad. There's a neon sign that says hot dogs. It sounds good right now. Comfort milkshakes. Yes. There's a lot to be said about them. But they get some party crashers. Yes. In the form of an FBI agent and a mustache that yes. is hiding a second FBI agent. And so they do the whole thing where they're like, there's been riots elsewhere and there's a lot of people inside and there's now a state of emergency. So if all these people are still inside, we're going to arrest everyone at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Basically, if you don't disperse, we are going to incite a riot and then blame you all for it. and you like, know, like cops do. Beat you, you in know. the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm thinking about Chicago. Yes. 
Uh, and she says some things back to them. Insisting that it's a simple, peaceful gathering and that they have no right to, to deny people, you know, the, the chance to peaceably assemble and just mourn and pray and sing a few songs and eat a fucking burger. And they say some uh, racist, they awful s- copy things back. They say racist cop shit, which is to say they're cops. Yeah. Um, so back in Pops, she informs everyone of this curfew and, you know, there's a bit of like, oh, we, sh- you know, they can't do that and we need to go onto the streets and, and like make noise. And she's like, no, that's what they want. They want to get us where we're all separated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the person doing most of the suggestions is yeah, who we're going to call Tony's grandpa. I'm going to call Tony's grandpa. Yeah. Definitely a leader of the serpents. And so she, she's like, no, we all need to stay here. We need to stay together. We'll sing, we'll pray, we'll we'll be together, we'll get through this. And, um, and like, the, the token white ally hanging out during this? It's like, but you said we'd all be arrested. I'm like, no, that's, they said that they would arrest us. I didn't say that they would. I have an idea. Also, also, Tabitha, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. Being publicly and performatively arrested is part of the whole, like, non-violent resistance strategy that, that you're... Like joining the legacy of that's yeah that's part of it yeah you, you want to call the papers so they watch you get arrested and take a lot of photos. So her idea is to call Director Hoover of the <laughs> FBI. Yeah, why not? <laughs> to be like, hey, I know about your secret files. Just get and a, I'm gonna tell everyone. Just get him a ring on his celly. Go for it. So, like, if you don't call us off, I'm going to tell everyone about these files. Raphael is sitting there like, how the fuck did you do this? And she just says some nonsense about how many times she got transferred at the switchboard. So, yeah, through through the power of, like, future knowledge and just sweet-talking phone operators. <laughs> and Director Hoover's all like... You'll never get to the president with that information. And she's like, well, I got to you. Mm-hmm. Again, Tabitha knows her history. She knows all of the, the like secret illegal blackmail that he was keeping, uh, including on the president himself. And mentioning that one is the one that really like sort of puts a crack in Hoover. Because yeah. like what Marilyn Monroe, JFK, they're both dead. What are they going to do to me? So she's like, ha ha, I got that Perry Pierce. Which mm-hmm. is Percival. Yeah. And so we cut over to him and he gets a call and it's director Hoover. He's all like, oh yeah, we were just like going to go um, break up um, that illegal gathering of violent individuals. He even calls it Operation Turkey Shoot. So you remember well, his police execution a week or two ago. Well, yeah. So after he gets off the phone, Kevin's like, what's up? And he's like, director Hoover called off Operation Turkey Shoot. And also I'm fired. And he fired me. <laughs> Someone got to him. Of course, he realizes that it's Tabitha. Mm-hmm. Um, so he decides to do a really creepy drive-by of the this, diner. This scene, legitimately great. I love this scene. This scene is affecting. It's well-framed. It's perfectly acted. It, because it's in its simplicity. Yes. So it, it's just time traveling, question, question mark, Percival, doing a slow cruise through the, the parking lot and looking in the window and making sure everyone sees him looking in the window while Tabitha is just terrified of a man driving by, just like whispering to, to herself, keep going, keep going, keep going. And it's so tense and affecting. Well, it's really good. And you totally like think that he is going to just shoot her again. It wouldn't be the first time. 
Um, but he doesn't, and he he drives by. Um, so Tabitha goes to uh, talk to Raphael. Huge sigh of relief. Um, and, you know, she's like, you know, I, I wish I could do more. Raphael's like, well, maybe the mission is to keep going. Maybe the mission is to kill Nixon. You don't know shit, Raphael. I'm going. Um, but then uh, Pop is like, hey, the ketchup's getting low. Can you refill some bottles? So she's like, sure. And she goes in the back and she's refilling some ketchup bottles. And then she suddenly hears ticking in the cabinet and she opens it and it's a fucking bomb. Again, and, a cartoon ass sticks of dynamite with an old timey alarm clock bomb. And she grabs it, goes out to the back behind Pops, throws it in the trash can and just stands there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If she's so sure that dying will just propel her in time, keep running with the bomb like a fucking football. So she wakes up and now she is Tessa and she is working at Pops in 1999. Yeah, yeah. And she has a 1999 hairstyle, which is uh, like... She, she's got box braids. She, she's got herself some 90s box braids. Very unlike what we usually see in Riverdale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, like, never let anyone have braids. I don't know if Tabitha is taking her mom's place. Her aunt, maybe? Maybe. Uh, an older cousin that used to work in the chocolate shop? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe her mom just happens to, to follow the family naming convention. <laughs> Pop quickly uh, is like, hey, we gotta go get rid of this graffiti that just happened. Someone graffitied outside Pops with 88 Mm-hmm. And Pop had to explain what that was to Tabitha. Not its specific meaning, but just that it is a, a white power sort of, uh, uh, like, shibboleth. Yes. Which is surprising for someone who, again, can rattle off the exact date of, uh, uh, you know, the, the mountaintop speech and identify it before any of the particularly famous quotes from it. Yeah. Still doesn't quite get why 88 is a problem. Okay, but still. Um, so Pops, though, uh, caught the, the kid in the act that was doing this. And he's mm -hmm. like, yeah. And like, when I confronted him, he was like in this daze and like said he didn't even remember doing it. Um, and he's inside right now with Sheriff Keller. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I love the, the little bits of 90s in, in this the typography on that uh, calendar from which she yeah. learns it's the 90s. Very Saved by the Bell, very early 90s, kind of out of place for 99. Yes. But I do appreciate it all the same. Yes, because by 1999, we were more like futuristic millennium 99. Yeah, we were all like chrome and neon. Like Y2K. Yeah, there there is a Y2K story in the newspaper. Yes, there is. <laughs> it's and the I'm so front glad it's page there. story. Um, but yeah, it is true that like the, the thought and... Stuff, like, changed mm -mm. in that period. It's ten um, years. Things change. Yeah. Keller's like, yeah, he still says he doesn't remember anything. Um, Apparently there's been a rash of that. People doing graffiti and whatnot. And when they get found, they have no memory of why they did that. Almost like they were hypnotized. He's like, so why don't I take him home and then we can talk about pressing charges. Uh, and they're like, okay, yeah. But Tabitha's like, I want to talk to him first. So she goes over there and she knows his name. It's Brian. Um, and she's like, hey, I found this outside. And it was a baseball card. It's, it's like an ancient antique baseball card for Ambrose the Rocket Pips, who's the only Major League Baseball player to come from Riverdale. Yes. 
And he's like, I just got it at a curiosity shop that just opened in town. The guy gave me a really great deal on it, but I can't really remember what that deal was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's like, oh. He, he said he'd give it to me, if all, and all I had to do was, uh, uh, and he's just like, oh, man, this is weird. I don't remember. Oh, oh boy. So, darling, do, do you recognize the name Ambrose, Ambrose Pips? He's a character from Lil Archie. Oh, yeah. He's a character from the Lil Archie comics who is, like, Archie's best friend, and because he's only in Lil Archie, sometimes when things do, like... Archie retrospectives, they'll just like bring him back and tell some story about, you know, how he moved away. And sometimes it's like a happy reunion. Sometimes it's a weird rivalry thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't Ambrose get mentioned in something else at some point I in the show? I think he might have been mentioned earlier as like something else historical. Like maybe one of those like uh, World War II servicemen that inspired Archie to go off to the war. I was going to say, like, that or, like, well, I know they did their own time capsule, but was there, like, an old time capsule they opened or something? I don't know. Well, that old time capsule did include those World War II servicemen. Oh, okay. That inspired think, Archie to go off to think, the war. I think that might have been it then, maybe. Yeah. I went back and double-checked. We are exactly right. Ambrose Pips was in that photo from that time capsule in Chapter 79, Graduation. Tabitha's like, okay, so like, where's the shop again? And who who was the owner? He's like, oh, I think his name was Paul Prince. Prince, 1999. I get it. Betty is now Raphael. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she appears next to Tabitha, who's reading the Y2K paper, spying on the curiosity shop from, like, a park bench. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As Percival, like, leaves for the day, Betty hands Tabitha a hairpin. Yes. And is like, go get him. I'll be here. Okay, it makes sense for Raphael to first be Jughead for that familiarity, for, for that immediate trust. Yeah. And it makes sense for third Raphael to be Betty because it is time to get up to some some uh, break in mischief. Yeah. I don't know what Tony has to do. If they would have actually called out it being her grandpa. Yeah, that's the, it would have made sense. That's the biggest tie. Like if it would have been something where like Tabitha actually like has a conversation with him and finds out like it's Tony's grandpa mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like, oh, that explains why you're Tony. And it's not necessarily to just use the actor because she was very featured in the 40s story. Yeah. Make it Reggie. Just give everyone a big surprise. I, I mean, Tony is the person second closest to Tabitha in all of the city. Yeah. Aside from, you know, her grandfather. Like, I don't know who else it could have been. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Like, I don't, I don't think anyone else made more sense. Mm-hmm, I think it just didn't make sense to if, have someone. If Veronica showed up in the middle of this, everyone would just be very confused. Yes. <laughs> so she goes and she bobby pins her way in. Um, and she's having a look around the shop. And she's got a, a Polaroid with her and she's just taking a <laughs> bunch of snaps. I don't think she does. I think she sees that table of old Polaroid cameras in the curiosity shop. And picks one up and uses it to take pictures of everything. And at that point, she has a Polaroid. I'm just trying not to incriminate one of my best friends. Um, And so she brings the Polaroids back uh, where she and Betty are looking at them. And so Raphael's like, okay, all right, this is a lot of fun stuff. Hey, what the fuck is this? (laughs) And what the fuck is it? It's the Spear of Longinus. 
Just hanging out. It is the actual goddamn spear of destiny that pierced the side of the Holy Christ himself upon the cross. They did have to explain that one a little bit to the viewers. (laughs) And then she's like, and this one's the Holy Grail. I'm going to explain that one too, just so it doesn't seem out of place. But y'all know what the Holy Grail is. You've all read at least one of the Arthurian cycles. Who, Who hears a Thomas Mallory stand? Raise your hands. I see you. Uh, Raphael's like, you know, this holy grail could be your holy grail. It could be your totem. You should go back and get it. I don't what? think so, Raphael. I don't, I don't think Tabitha Tate is on a quest for the grail. I don't think she's going to come face to face with the Fisher King, Raphael. So she goes back and... I'm pretty sure she's agnostic. What is your deal? So she goes back and... And she's going to grab it. Percival appears, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. dressed in the Pickens uniform that was on display. Yes, he has a lot, a lot of General Pickens paraphernalia. Yes. Um, And he uh, uses Pickens' sword to try to stab Tabitha. And Tabitha picks up the spear Uh and is like, ha ha ha, there's something not a lot of people know. I was on varsity fencing. Yep, she was on her college fencing team and debate team, and all of her, uh, uh, like, fight banter is about how she would indeed go back in time to kill Hitler as she stabs uh, uh, Mr. Prince, at, at this point in history, through the chest. But he is no longer there, and now the uniform is just stabbed against the wall. And so she goes back to Betty and, like, fills Betty in. A.K.A. Raphael and all this. And Raphael's, well, and then what did you do? And she's like, I burned it all down. Also, through this uh, uh, fight, it does imply in one or two ways that he's the actual, literal, biblical Satan. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously. There's a really good shot where, like, he's, like, raised his sword for, like, an overhead strike. And the entire screen goes black except for his face, which becomes a demon face for, like, four frames. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. And, like, uh, uh, when she asks what his real name is, he says something very vague about having many names. It's very, very demonic. There we go. Uh, Raphael's like, hey, it's time to get you back home. Uh, and she's all like, okay, so what if this grail isn't my talisman? And he's... Like, maybe it isn't, but I am helpful. And he puts a milkshake in it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Betty Raphael just slides this milkshake in the Holy Grail. It's not desecration if an angel does it. They're allowed. It's okay. It's a magical milkshake. <laughs> uh, and so she just takes a nice strip from her, you know, twirly straw. The holiest drink ever drank. She is back in current day. At Pops, uh, before she was shot, when she's just coming out of the back of Pops with that soup canned ass jug it if she want, he wants tomato soup and grilled cheese. She just bungs it right at this guy's head. <laughs> yes, because he's walking in the door. So it's like, <laughs> it's timing's a little bit off here because like there was more time for them to have a conversation before he walked in. He walked in a little early this time. And yes, she chucks the tomato soup can at his head. Absolute blink of an eye timing. Jughead's just like, what the hell? What's going on? She's like, that guy was going to kill me? Who sent by Percival? He's not going to remember any of this when he wakes up. I have things I have to tell you. Let's lock him in the walk-in freezer first. (laughs) What? No. Give him an ice pack and a a cookie. He's, he had a bad day. 
It's a big ice pack. The air is ice. It essentially is a big ice pack, yeah. There might also be cookies in there. She, uh, from a cut, obviously, like, filled him in because he's like, so you're a time traveler. All of their most important, well, maybe not dramatically important, but, like, functionally important conversations are just done in a camera cut. And you did all this with the help of an angel. (laughs) And she's like, well, I think I was being trained. Um, For war. (laughs) And I think it's going to take all of us with our powers Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. take Percival down. So they assemble the whole Justice League. Archie and Betty and Cheryl. And they're sitting in a booth. Cheryl's like, okay, so why does pesky Percival want to build a train? No one knows, but we can't let him do it. <laughs> and, sure, and and Tabitha's like, Pops is where the final battle will be fought. That's why he wants to get rid of it. That's why we can't let it. And what I figured out is Pops is my talisman. Yes. Uh, uh. And here's the thing. I had it in like the second scene of the episode. And she's like, I had some time to like work on my powers while you guys were all like driving over here. And so I went forward in time to see like if I could. And what I found there was basically it's like the Umbrella Academy. Season three coming this Uh, June. And so uh, Pops was an empty shell. Uh, there, there was, uh, ash everywhere and Riverdale was gone. Mm -hmm. And she's like, it's the apocalypse we're talking about. And it's in Riverdale and we're ground zero. I like that in this scene, they talk about having to get through to Governor Dooley. How is he still getting reelected? He's dead. It's been a long time. And anyway, why do you need to like worry about him? He owes you. Archie, you saved him from getting assassinated that time. Yeah. You rescued him from kidnapped murderers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the apocalypse is on. Yes. They gotta use their superpowers to fight Satan himself. Yes. And there's angels. Mm-hmm. The end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, darling, what did you think about chapter 106, Angels in America? I guess... The title was just very literal. It sometimes is. They could have gone with American Gods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because that's all about having a battle. But there's only the one God in this episode. We've determined that the Christian... Cheryl would disagree. We've determined that Christianity is 100% real. Angels are real. The Holy Grail is real. The Spear of Longinus... Uh, Raphael's all like, only God knows. Mm-hmm. I don't know that shit. So th- this is an explicitly Christian show now. Apparently. Yes. So, though then we got like Cheryl with all her witchy ways. But in our new like superhero lens, she may just be deluded about what her abilities are. Okay. We could now say that what she thinks is like gifts from uh like her pagan patrons is actually just whatever sort of you know techno babble superpowers that the others have she just thinks it comes from a different source and she's wrong because there's one true god (laughs) okay so here i got a question too though so well i guess sabrina existed in river vale yes because I was going to say, how does this work, too, if Percival's Satan? Because we already had, like, Satan. Satan can change his face a lot. But is it, like, Sabrina's dad? Would anyone want to have kids with Percival Pickens? 
Pickens can't be anybody's dad, because who would want to father a child so, with that man? So Sabrina doesn't exist in this. She just exists in Rivervale, is yes, what we're saying. because in Riverdale, Satan is unfuckable. Makes sense. Yeah. This episode demonstrates to me that we are in Rivervale. River, Rivervale is the show now. Yes. There, there was a, a period, like when season six proper started, where it seemed like Rivervale might have been... Uh, just a fun little diversion, sort of an aberration, but it v- has very quickly become, no, that's normal. That's baseline. Yeah. And like Rivervale, sometimes it really works, sometimes it really doesn't. Yeah. And I think the parts of this episode that are just big, bizarre spectacle and just fucking going for it, diving into the supernatural with two fists are the parts that are great. Yeah. The parts where it's... Uh, uh, a very special episode about uh, racism in America are bad. It's the whole thing where when they try to, like, tackle a serious thing, it just doesn't land well. Because it's remedial and therefore gets shit wrong. Like, it's so simplified that it's, it's just wrong. And it's, like, actively... If you're learning lessons from this, please check the sources... Go do the reading and see where they made allowances. Such as, let's go to the FBI. You gotta go to the FBI. Because those allowances are where you're going to find the real story. That that uh, uh, if you don't go walk those extra steps, take that extra mile, you will be misled and harmed. Yeah, I'll I'll say this episode was better than I thought it would be when yeah. it came to everything. Also. Like, even the time travel subject matter stuff. Better than I was anticipating. I was anticipating it to be really, really, really bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, surprised. Not as bad as I anticipated. It's just, it's also so weird. Like, when you cross this whole, like, okay, the angel's gonna go, like, bleed everyone's eyes out. <laughs> but, like, how are we living in both of these worlds in the show right now? <laughs> There is one subtextual note that I think is, like, uh, really daring and challenging, which is that, okay, if you want to fix the problem of racism, uh, what you need is fucking divine intervention. Like, the only simple answer is to summon a goddamn angel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is, like, on its own, like, and and from that perspective, it's very damning of of the institution of racism except for the fact this episode doesn't have an institution of racism it has one very bad man named percival yes it's also like a really weird approach to like pin oh the only reason that you know riverdale had this racism was because of percival yeah percival wasn't in this timeline we would not like riverdale was never racist Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's weird it's also betraying some of the things we've heard from, from Tabitha's own mouth. And Pop. And Pop. And Pop. Yeah. Like, remember what I said about, like, oh, wait, remember the historical things that Pop told you? You could just, like, ask him. Mm-hmm, you could mm-hmm. just talk to him again. And, and like, we're supposed to get the idea that Percival is exasperating the problem. is like making it worse than Tabitha had learned was the case. Okay. But that's a fine line to walk. Because it's really easy to look at this and say there's 
the literal devil, and everybody else was just an aw shucks mook that, that might have went along with it if it weren't for brave Tabitha and her time travel powers. Yeah. Where is the story in the newspaper about Mayor Keller being run out of town for deciding not to be an official sundown town? Yeah. That, that would have been redemptive for the story's treatment of its subject matter. Mm-hmm. I'll say they at least had nice costumes and set They did decor. have very nice costumes. <laughs> Tabitha got to spend a lot of time in the hair trailer. <laughs> and the costuming and just, like, all of it. They just, like, that stuff was fun. That was good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, teenage token white ally in the 60s loved her outfit. She was adorable. Yeah, she had a pretty cool outfit. <laughs> One thing that this episode didn't do that I love for my time travel stories to do, Tabitha never took the time, I mean, she didn't have the time, very busy girl. Never took the time to really have a, a chance at getting to know her family. Getting to know this great-grandfather she'd never met before. She tried. She, she tried. She was saying, And then hey, she got shot. Yeah. I'm not Teresa. <laughs> You're actually my... And then she, and got, then she got shot. shot. Yeah. She literally got cut off. She tried. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then... And then she was with Pops, who... And then seeing her grandfather, but as a different man than she knew him. Mm -hmm. Was she even alive in 1999? Okay, she would be alive in 1999, but she'd have a very different relationship. She'd be a child in 1999. Yeah, but 1999 Pops is pretty much Pops. If you're... 1968 Pop isn't. That is a different one. Yeah, yeah. She... I'll say they did at least have her where she, like comforted and like talked yes, to him and like yes. i think that one they had a bit more time together but or it was implied that they did because she was there for a couple days yeah i just but yeah they didn't give her time to do it it just makes me think of how in this show we're supposed to love pop tate because he's a a harbinger of doom and b just a big walking sweetheart yeah and that doesn't make a person He's been here for six seasons. He's been here as long as anybody. Mm-hmm. This would have been a perfect time to give him any other dimension or humanity or show him as maybe he was different as a young man, even a slightly younger man in 1999, but didn't have didn't have the minutes. Didn't have the minutes. It wasn't the focus. Instead, we had to have Kevin's mustache. <laughs> I will hear nothing against Kevin's mustache. That was worth it. Honestly, I take it all back. <laughs> Just for that mustache. This episode's the, perfect. The facial hair in this episode. Fangs and Kevin. Instead of predictions, there are some questions looming. Okay. It now seems like we're very interested in what all of our, our superpowered characters' anchors, their tethers are. Uh-huh. We know Pops. We know Fred. I've predicted Betty's is Jughead. I don't know. So for uh, uh, other ideas on Betty, Jughead, Cheryl, what do we think? What if Jughead's is just, like, Riverdale itself? Mmm. Mmm. I, I was thinking Jughead's might be the truth. Or just, like, the general idea of integrity. <laughs> this would be something opposite. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Jughead is absolutely dedicated to the truth. Yes, yes. Or maybe Jellybean. Oh, Jellybean! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, they're not going to remember Jelly Bean exists. <laughs> That's really sweet, but they're not going to fucking do that. There's always the chance that he thinks it's this. He thinks it's this. He's He what becomes if, a total mind slave and then, bam, FP. Fucks him up right. What if it's just his friends? Like all of them? Like this this family? The, 
the the dedicated loner has to admit that his core is his relationships. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, Cheryl. Is it fucking JJ? It could be JJ. Is it JJ? I want Cheryl's to be herself. Uh, but in like a, a like... Like she matters way and not yeah, in a, like... Yeah, like self-esteem, self-value, things that Cheryl's never really had. Yeah. And like she's overcompensated for so much and that's why she comes off the way she does but to like truly have it and value herself and also give an excuse for everybody else to say yeah of course you're your own anchor fuck you (laughs) 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 you egotist maniac (laughs) and have that be attention have like a very the 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 uh friction between positive and negative ideas of yeah self-importance yeah that's pretty good i like that but it might just be JJ. It might just be JJ. The Blossoms. The the Blossoms. The Maple. The, yeah, it could be the Maple. Like, she snorts it like Popeye. <laughs> you know how Popeye snorts spinach? <laughs> if it's the family, though, the only reason I, I'd say that is so, like, Cheryl gets taken over until Nana is in trouble. Oh. And then she just, like, telekinesis brings a building down on top of herself and Percival. Yeah. <laughs> She has telekinesis now. Uh, well, obviously. Obviously, I mean, she read Firestarter. She knows that t- that uh, uh, pyrokinesis is just an aspect of telekinesis. It's in there. It's black and white. It's just science. This episode also brings up the idea. Others could have powers. Others could have powers, not just people who were near the explosion. Yes. So we got strong guy, murderous intent, or a girl. Mm-hmm. She might want to choose a different superhero name. Wolverine dog. <laughs> Oh, yeah, bingo. Yeah, bingo! What's Veronica's power? She turns things to gold. <laughs> she gets the Midas touch? Yeah. Can she control it? No. Okay, so she dies. She starves to death. I was gonna We've say... We've all read the story. Well, I was gonna say Reggie dies, so she tucks, <laughs> touches that dick. <laughs> Maybe it's very localized, and he just has it at all times. <laughs> And it's pretty cool for a while, and you'd think he'd get tired of it, but this is Reggie Mantle we're talking about. I was trying to turn into something where she wouldn't, like, die. But, <laughs> like, okay, she, I don't know, can create a golden goose or some shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think Reggie has the ability to, like, project illusions. Ooh. Yes. That's a good one for all yeah. the scams. Yes! I like that. It's the scammiest power yeah. of all. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who else we got? We got... Kevin. Kevin. Invisibility. Definitely. <laughs> He's been using it for six seasons. Definitely. Uh, Dr. Colonel Jr. can see the dead. I hope so. It's his job. But, like, he sees ghosts. He sees ghosts. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Makes it kind of hard in his work. How did you die? Wow. I'm on easy mode lately. <laughs> Let me just write that down. <laughs> Yeah, he, he definitely has, like, necromancy powers in, yeah. in the literal, like, original sense of speaker of the dead. Yes. And who else we got? Tony and Fangs. Can Fangs turn into a snake? <laughs> I was going to say he might have, like, venom powers. <laughs> like the ability to inject poisons. Yeah. Or secrete. Tony. What would Tony do? She jump real high. Yeah. She can jump, like, 40 feet. Nothing else. Sonic <laughs> Scream. Ooh, that would actually be good. Yeah, I yeah. I like that. I like Sonic Scream for her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Frank. Frank. Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank. Uh, he's also indestructible. It runs in the family. 
No, I mean, Frank is the Punisher. He doesn't have superpowers. He just yeah. hangs out with a lot of people who have superpowers. Yes. Frank's superpower is the Second Amendment. Britta. Britta has, Britta has like, bullseye's power. She's just supernaturally oh. accurate. Oh. And she's going to get that football scholarship. Yes, she is. Fuck yeah. Go Britta. That's about everyone. That's about everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, let's talk about what we know is coming next week in Chapter 107, In the Fog. In the Fog is named for a, uh, probably at least, a 2012 uh, a Russian uh, uh, drama? Unless there's a Stephen King movie. I mean, that's just name. The Fog. Well, what we... The preposition turns it into this movie about the about Nazi-occupied uh, Belgium. I mean, there is going to be a war. Yeah, it's yeah. It's kind of weird, though. It, excuse me, Nazi-occupied Belarus. My mistake. So, the trailer. Uh, there is slow-moving fog moving into Riverdale. It's rolling in everywhere, not just across the town, but inside the buildings, and everywhere it goes, it and, brings a blackout. And the character even says, man, it's like Stephen King out there. And a They've got to say it every three episodes. It's the law. And a lot of people kiss. A lot of people. The people you'd expect to kiss. Yes. Previously existing couples kiss. Um, and my big my big takeaway um, as I wrote it was Penelope. Penelope, Penelope is Sisters of Quiet Mercy jailed nun? Yes. She's in the Sisters of Quiet Mercy yeah. uniform and in jail. Looks like it's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> a fog. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Probably won't see much. That's when they bring out the strobe lights. Ooh, rave time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to get real freak nasty in here. Yeah. Bunda, 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 bass. <laughs> I was doing the, the bass noise, but then I wasn't sure if you understood that it was the bass. So I felt like I had to clarify what the bunda, bunda, bunda was. Bunda 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 Bass was a huge hit in the year 1997 for uh, for Mr. President, right after they topped the charts with Coco Jumbo. Bunda 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 Bunda. Uh, so if you want to keep that bass Bunda Bunda banging, uh, what we need from you is to just tell a friend about the show. Tell a friend! Word of mouth! Spread the word! Or leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to our podcasts. And those ratings and reviews uh, do go a long way algorithmically, or at least that's what everybody says. And I'm jumping on that bandwagon, but really, I just like reading them. I like looking at number, be, be nice, and I like reading words, be nice. So be nice. You can also follow us on Twitter at sex underscore Archie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so why not send us your, your favorite Bunda 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 bass remix? <laughs> Bunda, 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 bass. Excuse Well, I you have... You have to do a better bunda. <laughs> You're not hitting the bunda right. You're too like, bunda, bunda, bunda. It's bunda, bunda, bunda. Uh, that's, that's right. It's more of a bunda treble when I do it. It's, it's the bass. I've never been accused of speaking with too high a pitch before. <laughs> Let me tell you. This is new for me. Well, you were too high. You have to use your lower register. Bunda, 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 bunda. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. There it is. <laughs> and, and with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant, and from us here at Sex Archie, he pummeled my ass. <laughs> <laughs>